0: Well, this morning I thought it might be interesting if we began with a little mental journey back in time, not ancient time, but much more recent time to a place that's different for each of us. I'd like for you to close your eyes and board your mind's time machine And travel back, if you can, to that time in your life before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, with your eyes closed, it may be a short journey for some of you. But for others, it may be a longer journey back into the years of your life. And of course, if you are one that has not yet accepted Jesus as Lord, then your time machine may be staying right here in the present for now. But don't let your heart be troubled. Because Lord willing, we will get your time machine moving when you're ready. But for those of you that are now traveling back in time, Navigating through memories, days gone by, pausing to look at moments in time, remembering faces and places and events. When you reach the point of your life, before you knew Christ, I want you to pause and assess for a moment... What that life was about. Do you see your former self? Who were you then? Where was your heart? Was there peace? Was there love? Now, when you have a sense of that former life in your mind, I want you to move forward again in time toward the point where Jesus became real to you, to the point of your salvation. Do you see that point in time? And it may be a span of time, not just one instant. Do you see that Time where Jesus became real to you. Now, continuing to travel forward to the present, take a few moments along the way to think about how your relationship with Christ has changed you even if you are a brand new Christian, a glance backward in time might surprise you. Are you different in any way from your former self? Where is your heart now? Is there a sense of peace Is there a sense of acceptance? Is there a sense of love? You can open your eyes. Personally, I don't even recognize the person I was before Christ. As I look back over the years at my former self, I see a man with an inflated ego. I see a man with poor judgment. I see a man with a temper. I see misplaced loyalties and a whole multitude of shortcomings. And if I met my former self at a party, I would walk away thinking, who invited that guy? But see, God had other ideas for me. By grace that I didn't earn and by mercy that I didn't deserve, he reached into that deep, dark water where I was sinking and he pulled me out. And in case you don't know it yet, He will do the same for you through His Son, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, if your time machine never left the present, because why should it? Your present and your past are basically the same. If that's where you are, then you should check Jesus out. His promises are all about grace and mercy and love. And one of those promises is found in Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. And it goes like this. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, We know Him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is, in Christ, God was reconcil- reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now that's a lot of information in four or five verses, so let's unpack it just a little bit. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. From now on. What that means is from the point of our justification, from the point we accepted Jesus as Lord, we regard no one from a human perspective. Any longer. We see people differently. We see ourselves differently. No longer seeing people from a limited, material, earthly point of view, but now seeing people from a spiritual, heavenly perspective as they were created to be, as the image and likeness of God. You see, people are much easier to love when we see them as God sees them. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. See, now that we have Christ in our hearts and lives, we don't just know about Jesus, but we now truly know Jesus. We have a relationship with him and he with us. And now that His Holy Spirit dwells in us, our eyes are open to see spiritual things, to understand things about Jesus that we simply didn't have the capacity to grasp when we were in our fallen human state. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. This is the promise. If anyone is in Christ, if anyone has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, if anyone abides in Him, lives their life for Him, has surrendered their former life, died to the old self, chosen a new life in Jesus. If anyone has done that, then there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. All that former stuff from the old life remembered no more in the mind of God. Everything has become new. This is transformation. Not just change. Not just a change of heart. But real transformation from the inside out by the power of the Holy Spirit who now dwells in us as believers. This is the sum total of confession and repentance and redemption that I have been talking about this whole Lenten season. This is resurrection from the spiritually dead. This is the hope of Christ realized in our lives. This is eternity with Him instead of eternity in desolation and isolation. This is peace instead of chaos. This is light instead of darkness. And all of this is from God, the Scripture says, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. All of this is from God. See, we did nothing to earn this gift. We did nothing good enough, righteous enough, holy enough to earn His mercy and grace. There were not enough food boxes passed out last month, not enough coins placed in the collection plate, not enough sermons written and preached, not enough songs sung, not enough churchy stuff done to earn anyone a spot in heaven. All of those things are good and are done because of Him and for Him, for His honor and for His glory, but none of them has the ability to grant us access to heaven because His mercy and grace are free gifts from a loving God. They can never be purchased because... They are already bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ poured out for you and for me on the old rugged cross. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You see, God sent Jesus to reconcile us to Himself, to pay for our transgressions. And then, having accomplished that, and make no mistake, it was accomplished. Completely. And then, having accomplished that, Jesus sent us. You and me. He sent us to minister to the world. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us as people reconciled to God by Jesus, we have been given the mission. We have been given a position of trust despite our unworthiness in our fallen state, despite who we used to be before Jesus. We have been entrusted with the gospel message of reconciliation. That means you are ministers of the faith. You're not just members of a church. You are the church. And we have been sent out to tell our personal stories of redemption, of salvation, to tell how we came to know Jesus so that others might learn from our story and see the need in themselves. We have been called as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God made man, born of the flesh, crucified, died, buried, resurrected, and ascended to the right hand of God and coming again in glory. To rule and to judge. That message has been entrusted to you and me. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making His appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are the messengers of God. Do you see the awesome responsibility and the immeasurable trust God has placed in you through Jesus. Do you see your worth now as compared to your worth before Jesus entered your heart? For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God sent Jesus, who was perfectly sinless, and He became sin. He took sin upon Himself to the degree of His own death, our sin, to the point that He became our sin so that we could become not just right with God, but that we would become The very righteousness of God. The very substance of God. The perfect reality of God's creation. Sinless, without blemish, washed clean, whiter than snow, completely transformed into a new creation. Your new self in Christ. Far more valuable to the kingdom of God. And God knew you before that. And because he loved you so much. He did not want that you should perish. And he sent Jesus. And you made a choice for Jesus. And now, look at you now. If you want to be made new again, if your time machine was stuck in the present, and you need to create that point in your life's timeline where you too have this reference point of where your old self passed away and your new self was born, then I implore you this morning, let go of your old ways and embrace the new hope of Jesus. You can make that choice today. And begin a new life. Because it really is a choice. Your choice. Get on board the time machine that's moving into eternal life with God. Where time is measured in terms of quality. Not quantity. If you want to choose Jesus today and accept that invitation to become a new creation then I want you to be emboldened by the urge, which is the leading of the Spirit, to do that this morning. Don't go another day in the old self. When we have our intercessory prayer in just a few moments, if that leading is leading you for the first time to become a new creation in Christ, then I want you to come to the rail. Come to the rail during those prayer times and let us pray with you and together we will guide you in a prayer to ask Jesus into your heart and into your life and you from that moment on will be a new creation. Don't let the devil hold you in your chair. Don't let him keep you from being made new. Tell the devil you are done with him and that you want Jesus in your life. Because he has no power to keep you from coming forward unless you give it to him. Be a new creation today. The hope of Jesus Christ is waiting for you to come home. Like the prodigal son, he wants to throw his finest robe on you. He wants to adorn your hands with golden rings. He wants to kiss your cheek and hug your neck. He wants to have a feast in your honor. Because you were dead, and now you are alive. Because you were lost, and now you are